Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Great to be with you today. A lot of ground to cover as we do move through this fastest 60 minutes in radio. As always, I want to know what's on your mind today. And you can always do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line 57500. Uh, as I mentioned before the break, I've really been looking forward to this conversation with our good friend Joseph Grinney, uh, who is talking about how do we actually create culture change, uh, specifically as it relates to law enforcement. A lot of debates, a lot of things not happening in Washington, D.C. And Joseph said there's actually a way we can do that without Washington. And the answer may come from a bunch of former convicts. <laughs> Joseph, thanks for joining us. Uh, happy to be with you, boy. Uh, you are you are one of the great culture transformationalists anywhere on the planet. Uh, but for our, our listeners who may not be familiar, the, the basis for uh, the article you wrote uh, with some of your colleagues uh, on Deseret.com really starts with your work at the Other Side Academy. Give us a, a brief glimpse into that and then how that same kind of culture change can happen in other places. Yeah, it might seem ironic to get uh, lessons for reforming police behavior from a community run by former felons, uh, but it turns out that that's probably the, the best evidence that it's possible to do this. So the Other Side Academy is a two-year life skills uh, retraining program for former felons, uh, longtime addicts, people that have been in and out of the criminal justice system all their lives. Our average student's been arrested 25 years or 25 times. And the, the remarkable thing there is that literally within days of them arriving from jail or from prison or off the street, they're part of this high-integrity community that holds itself to almost impossibly high standards in a remarkable way. So that kind of pivot being possible with people that came from that kind of lifestyle, I think, has some implications for police that are often out in unsupervised settings with an enormous amount of delegated power from the community that can sometimes behave in inappropriate ways. Yeah, it's, and that's so vital. I, I love this idea that you talk about. Uh, we were texting back and forth yesterday, uh, and this this idea of the, the only way you're ever going to really change a culture, particularly one in law enforcement, whereas, as you mentioned, a lot of times it's one person, two, two of them, you know, out on patrol, uh, is that you have to have this concept of 200% accountability. So first, apply that to the Other Side Academy, and then let's look at it from law enforcement. Yeah, correct. So the, the number one thing that students are asked for when they enter the Other Side account, uh, Academy is to practice 200% accountability. What that basically means is you're 100% accountable for following all of the rules and guidelines of TOSA, of the Other Side Academy yourself, but you're also 100% accountable for the behavior of everybody around you. Now, that's important because in most communities, you have to decide, is truth more important or is power more important? 
In most communities, power is more important. So if the boss does something, he gets away with it, right? Or if somebody senior that's been longer than me in this community does something, then I'm supposed to look the other way. At the Other Side Academy, power is irrelevant. What matters is truth. And you're obligated to speak the truth at all times. And that's why the Other Side Academy maintains such high integrity. So, so think about this for a moment. We've got students that come to us from rival gangs, black gangs, white gangs, Hispanic gangs, who are living in the same dorm rooms with each other the night that they arrive. Wow. And we haven't had a single incidence of violence in five years of operation. How do you do that? Well, you do that because people know that it won't be tolerated, and not just not tolerated by the power structure, it won't be tolerated by their peers. So it never happens, in spite of the fact that these students hold each other vigorously accountable and could get offended, could get upset, could become defensive with each other. It just never happens. And the reason it doesn't happen is because peers are responsible for peers. It's 200% accountability. Oh, okay, now let's apply that to uh, what a lot of people are calling for in terms of law enforcement reform. Uh, again, a lot of people are saying, I think they're following the wrong path in terms of we've got to look to Washington to solve this problem. Uh, clearly, that is not going to happen uh, anytime soon. Uh, so how do we apply this 200% accountability uh, to culture reform within uh, law enforcement? Yeah, the best evidence of what's needed is the images that have been put in front of us, these horrific images over the past few weeks since George Floyd was murdered. So you, you, the image most of us recall when you think of that scene is of a single officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck. neck. That's the wrong picture. That's an important part of the accountability, but the more important picture is to pull back the lens. There were three other officers present. There were three who were not kneeling on his neck. And what happened in that moment was not just about a single officer who may have been racist, may have been aroused, may have been power-hungry, who knows what was going on with that person. But it was also about three silent co-conspirators who should have been practicing 200% accountability. Part of the problem is that when you get inducted into the police culture, you have a sense that part of your obligation is loyalty to the fellow officers, and loyalty means co-signing their badness. It means when they make mistakes, you're supposed to back them up. That's exactly the wrong kind of accountability. At the Other Side Academy, if that happened, we'd be dead tomorrow. If your job was to cover up for the people that were your dorm mates, then the house would be chaos and pandemonium, and the neighborhood would go to heck in no time. So the the real problem that has to be solved systemically is leaders in the police community need to be communicating from day one to new officers and day two and day 100 and over time and creating rituals and practices just like we have at the Other Side Academy for peer accountability. You and I both know that if in that moment when that officer had spent 30 seconds, 60 seconds on George Floyd's neck, if one of the other officers, instead of wringing his hands and saying, hey, maybe we ought to sit him up, had said, stop it. Mm. If, one per- if one officer had said that, it likely would have stopped. If two officers would have said that, it certainly would have stopped. If three officers would have said it, it absolutely could not have continued. But it didn't happen because that's not the culture. 
And part of what we're doing wrong as a society is we're focusing so much on the single officer and George Floyd and not pulling back the lens and looking at the culture that allows these things to happen consistently. Uh, the, the culture is such a critical piece of this puzzle, and uh, you are exactly right that uh, we're not talking about that, uh, which is also part of our own kind of culture of silence, that we aren't calling each other, <laughs> each other out, uh, whether that's for uh, an insensitive comment or uh, something that might be perceived as, as being biased or prejudiced. Uh, and so there's so many of those things that we can apply in, in so many formats. Uh, if you're just joining us, we've got uh, Joseph Grinney joining us, a brilliant piece uh, by Joseph and then also uh, by his colleagues, Tim Stay, who's the CEO at the Other Side Academy, and Dave DeRocher, who's the managing director. Uh, and uh, just in our remaining couple of moments, uh, I want you to, to just pop through quickly. Uh, you, you gave three specific things that we can start to do uh, that would start transforming that culture, again, whether that's in an organization, whether that's in law enforcement. Yeah, there, there are three things that, that every leader can do. And this isn't just about police. As you mentioned, every one of our companies, our organizations, uh, government, and so forth, we're really bad at this. We can't even do it about reminding people to wear masks today. We have to keep pivoting between uh, complete pandemonium and complete lockdown because we can't live in this middle ground where we just remind each other and let each other know what we expect to keep each other safe. So three things leaders can do. Number one, advertise it. On day one, when somebody joins your organization, you have to let them know that they are expected to hold each other accountable. Number two, you have to ritualize it. You need to create rhythms and practices and regular things like we have at the Other Side Academy, two nights a week or feedback nights. And those are the, t the times when you know you're expected to speak up about things that you've seen that the other people are doing that you want them to correct. So, number one, advertise it. Number two, ritualize it. Number three, normalize it. The reason we are so timid about speaking up to each other is because it's abnormal. If it's something we start to do habitually, it lowers the emotional stakes, and you and I start to become less defensive about it. It becomes an easier thing to get through to the other side of. And until we start doing those things, not just in the police, but in our society as a whole, we'll continue to have chronic problems that we don't need to have. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Joseph, we'd, we'd keep you on here all day long, uh, but great insight. Again, if you missed that, it's on uh, Deseret.com, uh, why accountability, that culture, uh, is the real key to changing law enforcement and police activity and, again, changing our homes, our businesses, and our communities as well. And, Joseph, I understand you guys are doing some uh, important conversations in the community this week about this very topic of culture. We are. Mayor Mendenhall, who's been a tremendous sort of uh, supporter of the Other Side Academy, as has our uh, police chief, are both going to be joining us tomorrow for a discussion about how to build this kind of culture accountability of accountability in the police force. And uh, we're grateful for that opportunity to share. Uh, fantastic. Joseph, always appreciate your insight, appreciate your tr extraordinary work at the Other Side Academy. And uh, I think this now adds to our list of things that we should be learning from people who have spent time in prison in terms of communication, accountability, culture, relationships. Uh, it's, it's a great model. Uh, all of us can take a lesson there. Thanks for your good work. Good to talk with you, boy. All right. Again, that's uh, Joseph Grinney from the Other Side Academy. Brilliant mind. And again, think how simple that is. If we had this culture of 200% accountability. So I'm not just accountable for me. I'm accountable for those I work with. Uh, Joseph described it perfectly. If one officer had said, hey, you need to get off his neck, things might have changed. Two of those officers had said something instead of remaining silent, definitely would have changed. All three of them, 
for sure. Uh, and so it's not just being 100% accountable for yourself. You have to be 100% accountable for everyone else. It's a different kind of culture. It's a different kind of mindset. Lots of application there. Uh, come back and listen to the uh, podcast of my conversation with Joseph Grenny. You can do that on the KSL News Radio app uh, as well, sponsored by our friends at Any Hour Services. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Declaration of Independence, the divine discontent in the Declaration that actually gives me some hope for the future of the country. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.